Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming at you on a Tuesday morning. Hey, everyone, what's going on? My name is Shay Cornette, and who are you over there? I'm Jordan Cornette, the lesser half of the Cornette <laughs> duo here, ready to rock this morning. We are back, rested after a nice little holiday. We got to stop letting the dog sleep in a bed with us. We oh, got no rest last it's night. Bad. We got no sleep. No sleep. Team no sleep over here. This damn dog thinks that she can just lay all over my feet on the pillow. It's your fault. But when the lights come on and the mics are piped up, (laughs) ready to go. And I got makeup on because that was important. I got some on too. Yeah, you do too. We both needed a little extra something, something this morning. That's for sure. That is for sure. Keyshawn, J. Will and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance and all guests appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. You want to give us a call, feel free. The phone number is 888-SAY-ESPN. The question we're asking this morning, who's the one quarterback in the NFC you do not want to face in the playoffs? That is in the NFC, not in the AFC. So save your Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes takes for another day. Um, such an easy question. It is such an easy question. So, uh, Jordan, last night we watched a little Monday Night Football action, didn't we? We did. And we, did. Uh, we stayed up I watched a little some college hoops, too, too. I watched it all. You yes. did watch it all. I worked. Someone's got to make money in the house. You know what I mean? Wow. I'm just kidding. Buffalo Bills, <laughs> uh, they look to be who we thought they were. They're very good. Josh Allen, very good. Stefan Diggs, very good. The defense, getting better. The run game, apparent. The New England Patriots, not good. So Not here good. we are on a Tuesday they are morning. They who we thought they Yeah. Were. Here we are on a Tuesday morning. And, and the question now that I have is, it's Buffalo and then Kansas City for me. Oh, out of the gates. Coming yeah, out hot. It is. It's Buffalo and then it's Kansas City. This notion of who can compete with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs, I'm tired of it. Like, yes, you are the reigning Super Bowl champ. Yes, you have proven yourself to be a mainstay in the AFC and in the in the entire NFL. I get it. It's really hard to beat you. You only have one loss on the season, and that came to the Raiders, who's not even a playoff team. Nonetheless, the Bills, we talk about peaking in the NFL. They are peaking at the right time. This team seems to get along. They believe in each other. What the the biggest sadness of the whole situation with the Bills is, this is going to be the one year, not the one year, because I think this is going to go on for a few years, but this is the year where it's going to happen for them and their fans didn't get it's, to see it. When you say it's going to happen, say it with your chest. What's going to happen for the Buffalo Bills They're this year? They're going to win multiple playoff games. Oh, <laughs> Well, that was Multiple. deflating. I thought you were going to go in for the Super Bowl win. And possibly the Super Bowl. Uh, so you're not going to say it all the way with your chest. You don't want to go out and say all the way that the Bills are the team. To I'll be say the same. If they're better than the Chiefs, then they're, they're, sure. they're Give me team. the Bills against the Packers in the Super Bowl. There, I said it. Give it to me. And from now on, the conversation should be, who can compete with the Bills in the AFC? Wow. Because, now that's saying it with your chest. Because, yes, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, this Kansas City Chiefs team, they're great. There's a reason they're the number one seed in the AFC. They have a first round bye and home field advantage. It is really hard to go to Arrow, Arrowhead and win. I understand all of this. But the Buffalo Bills have it all. In the beginning of the season, we were questioning their defense. I didn't know where it was. I was questioning their run game. I wasn't sure where it was. I thought maybe Josh Allen was going to be streaky the way he was throwing the ball down the field. The way he has improved, and I knew it was coming. He talked about it during the offseason, how he worked on his mechanics. He worked on his accuracy, his deep ball. You're seeing it come to fruition. Him and Stephon Diggs clearly have a, a one-two punch, a strong chemistry. They've established a run game. Singletary's a little speedster. And their defense is good. They force turnovers. 25 years since the Bills, I believe, 25 years since the Bills won a postseason game. It's been a minute. Josh Allen has never won one. Yeah. Sean McDermott has never won one. Nope, and I don't care. I don't care. 
Why do you like them more than the Chiefs? The Chiefs haven't beat a team by double digits since week eight. They were on the verge of losing to Atlanta, at least going to overtime, if Atlanta can just kick if a Koo, field goal. If the wind doesn't take that thing away from Koo. Exactly. They're vulnerable. And yes, good teams find ways to win. I know the narrative. I cover the NFL. I get it. Okay? But good teams also find a way to beat teams by more than 20 points. <clears throat> the Buffalo Bills. I like this version of my wife. I like this. Good morning, everyone. Hey, Shea Cornette <laughs> is out here this morning. You are out here. And because you're out here, I'm going to ride with you because that's what married couples do. <laughs> I, I, I love what you're saying. And I'm going to give my other team that I think is a threat on the other side of this thing in the NFC here in a second. But I do want to kind of live and swim in these Buffalo waters because they're good vibes right now. And in 2020, that's what you need. Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs, hey, babe, I, I hope that we can have those kind of th- that kind of relationship chemistry for the rest of our lives. Because when you watch... <laughs> Sheila, I don't, don't compare me to a receiver. Actually, I'd be the quarterback. Don't compare me to the quarterback and you to a receiver. Let's hey, not do one's that. One's black, one's white. I mean, they make it work. <laughs> it just, there's a lot of, of ways to tie it in. Let's, let's just be real. You're just the bigger diva. That's why I went that way. Oh, here you go again. Okay. <laughs> Either way, watching these two play, and, and all the Josh Allen love deserve it. This guy needs to be in the MVP conversation. I, he, he, what he's doing is remarkable. But let's not forget about Stefan Diggs and his master plan to make this whole thing work. Taking control of your career is what Stefan Diggs did. Stefan Diggs was looking at the situation in Minnesota saying, a whole lot of run game going on here. Don't know about this scheme. You're paying Kirk Cousins how much money? Oh, you're committing to him long term? Yeah, this is not the right place for me in my career. I know what kind of talent I am. I know I need to be in a pass-first offense. Sean McDermott, Josh Allen said, we're almost there. Come on to Buffalo. It's not the sexiest place in the country, but we're going to play some very attractive football and you're going to be featured. Stephon Diggs was unhappy in one place, saw that it was the wrong place for his career, took control of it, joined forces with Josh Allen. These two are so fun to watch. It's like watching old Lethal Weapon movies. I mean, these two are having fun. They're doing things the right way. It's an enjoyable product to watch. And Josh Allen makes things happen that you've never seen before. So now that we have given firm love for the first six minutes of the show, to this Buffalo team, I want to insert into the chat the Green Bay Packers. That is my favorite to win the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is playing at the highest level that he possibly can. He's the MVP. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. Mm-hmm. They've got a run game going with now A.J. Dillon joining forces with Aaron Jones there as a bruising back that can make things happen. The run defense for Green Bay has stepped up. Look what they did to Derrick Henry a few days ago. And that secondary is elite. They can put up points to compete with Mahomes. They can put up points to compete with Josh Allen in your instance here. And they have a secondary that may be able to make this thing a little bit muddied with some takeaways. So if you've got a team that can put up consistent pressure with putting up points and you like it to come from Josh Allen, I'll do you one better. Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Famer. He's one of the best, maybe the most talented quarterback to ever live. Maybe the most talented quarterback to ever live. So he's an enhanced version of what you like with Buffalo with a better secondary and a better run defense. He's also been around longer. He also has much more experience than Josh Allen. I just like that we have opened this thing up to say, hey, everybody, stop talking about just the Chiefs. It's bigger than just the Chiefs. Like The Chiefs, they're great. They're wonderful. They could very well win the Super Bowl. They could go on a run. They could score 50 at the drop of a hat. I get it. I'm over over the Chiefs narrative, though. I'm over. Now, see, I'm not, not. Now you took it too far. I'm not going to go all the way that way. I'll go all the way. Look, at the end of the day, when you've got the greatest player in in the sport right now, in Patrick Mahomes, when it comes to winning time, he just says, I'm going to take over. And let's not get it twisted. Aaron Rodgers is very much cut from the same ilk. But Patrick Mahomes 
is just getting it done, game in and game out. 24 I, out of 25 wins, Shay, and the, and the murderer's row that they've beaten, they're worthy of the respect. I just think this thing needs to be opened up a little bit more. Because there's teams that clearly me and you like more than the Kansas City Chiefs right now. I agree. And you saying that it's Aaron Rodgers' MVP to lose, which I agree with wholeheartedly, it's not Patrick Mahomes to lose. It's Aaron Rodgers. What is he doing? Well, he's having an unbelievable season this year for the Packers. He ranks second in the NFL in completion percentage at over 70%. He is fifth in passing yards, over 4,000, by the way. He is first in touchdowns and passer rating. Well, more do there's you want? No such thing as, more there's do you want? really no such thing as home field advantage in 2020, except in Lambeau. No doubt. Except in Lambeau. No doubt. With that weather, did Ryan Tannehill look like he wanted to play football up there a few days ago? He did not look very comfortable at all. I don't care if you've played at Lambeau. You've played against Rodgers a million times. I don't think Drew Brees wants to go to Lambeau Field and play there in the cold and in the snow. He plays in a dome, and he's coming off bruised ribs. No one wants to have that. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin is presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance today. You know, it's been the worst division all season, but it may give us the best Week 17 games. That's next, ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Gotta love the end of the year, especially this year where every game comes down to the wire. Every game this weekend, there's no Monday night football, no Thursday night football, no Saturday football uh, in the NFL. It's all coming down to Sunday. And the NFL does such a good job, Jay, of putting games at the same time that have playoff implications. You know what I'm saying? So I, I know this Build one. Build that entry. Right. Like, I know this one because I'm a Bears fan. I, I grew up in Chicago. Like, the Bears play at the same time as the Cardinals because the Bears have to win to get in the playoffs. They have to beat the Packers. And if the Cardinals lose, the Bears are in. The Cardinals win and the Bears win, the Bears still get in. So those two games are at the same time. You catch my drift? I catch your drift. The only team that is playing in a time slot all by its lonesome would be the Washington football team. That's the Sunday night game. Because if the Washington football team wins, they're in. They are the winner of the NFC East. We've called them the NFC Least. At one point, I'm going to admit this, I called it the NFC Beast. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and admit it. Um, that's, and they, life, that's life with my wife, by the way. I just From one extreme to the other extreme. It's true. Try and ride the wave with Turkey <laughs> This is Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, Sirius XM Channel 80, and all your smart speakers. All you got to do is tell your smart speaker to play ESPN. I am Shay Cornette. He is Jordan Cornette. We're hanging out with you on a Tuesday morning, filling in for Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin. And 
having fun doing it. Okay, so uh, I mentioned the NFC East. As I said, it's going to come down to the wire. Here's the scenario: Washington football team wins. They beat the Philadelphia. Or they yeah, they beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They are in. The Cowboys have to play the Giants. Have to beat the Giants. Well, they play each other. If whoever wins that game, if the Washington football team loses, they're in as the winner of the NFC East, and they go to the playoffs. If by chance the Washington football team loses, stay with me, and the Giants and the Cowboys tie, because this is very plausible in 2020 in the NFC East, let me just say, the Cowboys get it. Boom. Okay? So that's how that head-to-head would work. All that to say, Jordan, who do you think is going to represent the NFC East in the playoffs? Uh, Well, I've ridden with the Cowboys Oh, we know. Up until this point, I put all the chief, uh, I put all the chips in on these Cowboys. If you look at percentage opportunity to make the playoffs, it's it's the Washington Football Team who has the best odds because they truly control their own destiny. Just go win. Cowboys and Giants need a win and a loss uh, from Washington. So percentages are in Washington's favor. I just feel like with how this year's played out, Dallas is going to stumble their way in. They looked really good last week. Sure. Looked really good last week. It looked really good last week. Offense looked Fine. explosive. It looked like a Dallas team loaded with talent that knew they were loaded with talent. They're the better team than the Giants. Giants got a good defense. Giants have overachieved this year. Yeah, but it's not. they don't only have to win. The Washington football team has to lose. I just tell you what I think? Yep, sure. I'd like the Cowboys to beat the Giants. And until you tell me who Washington's starting at quarterback, I don't care if the Eagles are playing for nothing. Jalen Hurts is still playing to prove that he's their guy because he had a little bit of a drop-off last week. So he's out there trying to play for his job, as are a whole lot of Eagles out there. We've seen teams achieve while playing for nothing because at the end of the day, they're playing for their jobs. See the New York Jets. So until you tell me that Alex Smith is going to come out there fully healthy, or Taylor Heineke is going to is going to look like Doug Williams, then, then no. I, I don't believe Washington's going to win their game, and I do think Dallas has more talent than the Giants. So I think Dallas beats the Giants, Washington loses to Philly, and all those chips you were making fun of me for and throughout Thanksgiving <laughs> for putting in on the Cowboys to win the NFC East, most especially with how they looked on Thanksgiving losing to Washington, it all comes full circle, and Jerry Jones finds himself in the playoffs with Andy Dalton as his quarterback. Wow. It's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Um, you're really you're riding the red rifle. I mean, you believe in Andy Dalton that much. This just goes to show this Cincinnati guy over here just rides loyalty. I'll give it to you. Andy Dalton broke my heart as much as any Cincinnati Bengal <laughs> in the still, history of Cincinnati Bengals. Here you Bengals. are, betting on Andy Dalton. Because it's not about him. Mm, it's about it. those wideouts. It's got about it. that running game. Right. That depleted offensive line. Okay, sure. Cool. Sure. Got it. So so tell tell me tell me what of the other three teams gives you great certainty or confidence in them. Well, let me say this. Tell I, me. Let me start with this, and this is going to be a little. I asterisk. hate when you don't answer my question. I'm going to answer your question. Trust me, nuts. I'm going to answer your question, but I. But will I'm the say long-winded this. one. I will say this: I don't trust any of these teams at all. Well, we know that. I don't trust them at all. Who trusts any of them? But I will say this: I will give. I will go with the probability. I will give Washington Football Team. The best opportunity to win this division. And I think why? they're going to win. Of, I'm about to. I'm about to tell you, if you let me finish, because had Taylor Heineke started the game for the Washington Football Team against the Panthers, they probably would have won it, and they would have already been in the playoffs. And we're not even talking about the NFC East anymore. Instead, good old Ron Rivera went out and gave Dwayne Haskins one more shot. 
And what did he do? Throw for what was it, 32, 34, 39 yards in the first half? 36 and the ball, yards. 36 yards and turn the ball over three, three times? No. No. So now they're in a position where they have a quarterback in Alex Smith that I think could lead them to a victory. But if not, then they're going to have Taylor Heineke come in. He doesn't have to be the best quarterback in the world. He doesn't have to be Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. What he has to be is a capable quarterback that doesn't turn the ball over, understands what's going on with the offense, and lets the defense do the work. This this team, this Washington football team, has won games because only the defense has scored touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Let your defense do the work Let against de- a team who's no longer in playoff contention in the Philadelphia Eagles. But it doesn't, Give me the Washington football Not team. being in contention doesn't matter. It doesn't sure. matter. Guys are out there playing for their jobs. Agreed. And, and for all for you to come out and just so flatly say, Taylor Heineke just needs to not mess up. Exactly. That's what undrafted quarterbacks do. They mess up. They're not good enough. The defense makes them do things that they're not comfortable because they're not used to seeing, and they make mistakes. That's what happens. Mistakes will be made for Taylor Heineke in this game. So correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't we just have the conversation about how sometimes when a backup quarterback comes in or a quarterback you're unfamiliar with, it throws the other team off of a, like on a loop, and they sometimes make mistakes the defense does because they don't know what they're expecting from that quarterback. What do you think is going to happen with Taylor Heineke? You think they have some sacred tape that they have on him? What, did he play a quarter last week? I, if you're going to match up quarterbacks in this one, I'm going to take Jalen Hurts to have the better game. Okay, fine. That's fine. That, and that is totally fair. But I think the one of the best units in the entire division, in the entire NFC East, is the Washington football team's defense. Ride that hot hand. In, in this scenario that we've created, who's the most talented roster of the four well obviously it's dallas so there you go it's been dallas this entire year though that's why you picked dallas going into this season to be a team that was going to the playoffs in the first place and where's dallas at right now in the hunt as they like to say and and when you talk about playing their best football which team looks their best coming off of last week okay in the vision fine cowboys just saying that's fine. You can live and die with the Cowboys. I don't need to do that. I'm going to live and die with the Washington football team. And let me tell you what else I would love. I would love for Alex Smith to play this game and for him to win it. I'll, I'll t- ride with that storyline. Yeah, I love long. that. I like my life. I'm not living and dying by any of these four teams. <laughs> I, I'll keep my life, thank you very much. I'm not going that route. Uh, but it, it's going to be intriguing because, let's keep in mind, these teams with a losing record entering the playoffs, it's been done before where they go win that first game in the postseason. So... Whoever represents the NFC East, there's been a blueprint, and I think it was Seattle was the last team to do it at 7-9, and nine, to come out there and win in the playoffs, despite the fact of the body of work all season long. So how whichever team gets in looks this week is important, because they're in the playoffs, 0-0 like everybody else, and they got a chance. Oh, goodness. Football in December. Sure, they got a chance. I don't think that they're at all going to beat any team. Any team. We'll see. Once they go to the... Because you can't trust them. Can't trust them as far, as far as you can throw them. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract. No compromise. We've got Kimberly Martin coming up. She's got the inside track on what's going on with the Washington football team. Yesterday, Dwayne Haskins was released. But what exactly led to that? Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Subin, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. 
Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You're going to be someone's headache. You better go out on the field and show that you can ball. And he has not had that same luxury. You're listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. And we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Shea Cornette and Jordan Cornette filling in this morning. And right now we're going to go to Washington because ESPN NFL reporter Kimberly Martin joins the show. And Kimberly, good morning to you. Thank you for getting up early with us. I am sure it has been one of those whirlwind weeks for you. Not only is it between the holidays and we're all unsure what day of the week it is, but it has been something to talk about with the Washington football (laughs) team, to say the least. So I know you covered that game this weekend, the Washington football team against Carolina. Did you have a sense that the organization was ultimately going to make this move in releasing Haskins at the end of the day? At the end of the day, no. At the end of the season, sure. Um, you know, before that game, I spoke to Dwayne Haskins on the phone on Saturday, and I spoke to Ron Rivera before the game, Sunday morning. And, you know, at this point, Dwayne was saying all the right things as far as, you know, it would mean everything to me. He told me it would mean everything to me to go out to start to help this team win and hopefully clinch um, a playoff spot. Uh, Ron Rivera said, you know, I have no trepidation starting Dwayne if it comes to that. But we all know uh, Rivera would have rather started Alex Smith. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not expect the the release this quickly. But I think Dwayne Haskins put on a clinic as to on how to ruin, you know, a, a, a young football career very early. Mm-hmm. And that's unfortunate to see. Yeah, very unfortunate to see, Kimberly. How much does this decision to release Haskins in, in only year two reveal just how much pr- uh, power, I guess, so to speak, Coach Rivera truly has within the organization? Oh, Rivera, from the time he got here, it, it, it was Rivera's show. And I think when he came and he talked to owner Dan Snyder, he said, I want, if you want me to rebuild the culture, I, I'm going to have to do that. And so from day one, he pretty much had, you know, veto power. It was his decision to, to keep Haskins. But what I what I will say is always watch what coaches do and not what they say. Felt like Rivera always said, um, for the most part, positive things about Dwayne. Um, he even this week when we had his second COVID violation, you know, he got frustrated with the media and said, "Stop asking me questions about this. We have a very important game." But behind the scenes. 
frustration during, you know, Rivera's tenure here, frustration with Haskins as far as saying the right thing, saying he wants to be the starter and the guy, but not putting in the work, um, not being self-aware. Obviously, the latest second COVID violation is proof that he is a 23-year-old young man who does not understand what's at stake. Mm -hmm. Um, And not just from a health standpoint, uh, with his head coach being immunocompromised, but also the the timing of it all. The team is trying to make a playoff push, win the division, and after a loss, you are out maskless and not really thinking about the bigger picture. Okay. But Rivera has had a lot of say, and I think going into this game, he thought Dwayne would give them a better chance to win than Taylor Heineke. We saw in the fourth quarter that was not the case, and that's why Dwayne doesn't have a job at this moment. Yes, no doubt about it. We're talking to Kimberly Martin, ESPN NFL reporter. She covered the game, uh, the Washington football team against the Carolina Panthers over the weekend. She follows this team really closely. Um, And so it looks like it's either going to be Alex Smith or Taylor Heineke this weekend. So uh, we know what we know about Alex Smith. Before we get into his status for the game on Sunday, what can you tell us about Taylor Heineke? Like, what is he as a quarterback? What is he as a person? What can you tell us? I mean, he's, he's, he's young and he's inexperienced, but you know, he, he's somebody who clearly in, in that moment of a game where you're thinking you go into that game and you're like, well, they can't replace Taylor. You can, they can't replace Dwayne Haskins and Taylor Heineke. Like, who is this guy? You know, he's, he's got like an engineering degree from old dominion. Like what is like, why would, but he came into that game through a touchdown, like like he came in, um, and Rivera called it gutsy. His play, he called it gutsy because he came off the bench, was not expected to play um, in a game that was felt like it felt like Caroline was up forty to nothing at points. And he came into that game, and for a second, even though you knew they weren't going to win in the fourth quarter, you felt like, whoa, they're mounting a comeback. Okay, they've got some life. Um, and that's somebody that you could at least try to win with. But, yeah, just inexperienced. And obviously, you know, um, he was in the XFL, um, doesn't have a ton of NFL experience, but he's got that attitude like, hey, I've got nothing to lose. And with this Washington team, I think you could at least try to win with that. Okay, so what is the status for Alex Smith then for Sunday? As of now, you know, they're going to they're going to hope they're hoping that he's ready to go. Uh, They were optimistic last week that his calf wouldn't be sore, but he woke up Saturday and just did not feel right. Um, uh, Rivera said Alex was close last week and he's optimistic heading into this week. He's got several more days to rest the calf or to test it out. Um, But they're hanging their hopes on Alex Smith being able to go. So we'll see. Yeah, I guess I guess we will see. Kimberly, before I let you go, uh, I'm just curious because I am probably in the minority, but I do hope that Dwayne Haskins finds a way on another NFL roster and does do things the right way, and this can all be put in the rear view, and he learns from the not one, but several mistakes he has made. That being said, Kimberly, I'm curious because you were, again, like Shay said, you cover this team closely. You were there for this game. What was the vibe you got in terms of teammates in Washington that were in his corner? Uh, how did they overall feel about him on that team? You know, his former teammate, uh, Ohio State teammate and current uh, Washington teammate, Chase Young, you know, after 
games in which uh, Hassan has played. And even on Sunday, he had told Haskins. Hassan said Chase Young told him, you know, keep your head up like I got your back. Um, clearly, he has supporters in the locker room. Haskins told me that uh, on Saturday, he told me that he apologized to the team and guys were receptive. Now, this year with COVID, reporters aren't allowed in the locker room. Right. I think we would have a better sense of how teammates really feel than what is just being said on these Zoom calls. Um, but clearly there, you know, there's, there was early frustration in the season about Haskins kind of focusing more so on his personal status on the team and, ha- and his stats and not necessarily the overall situation with the team and whether they win or lose. And that rankled people within the organization early on. So, like you said, I hope this is a learning experience for him. He's a young kid. He's 23. He has opportunities to change the narrative and change his career, but he has to put in the work. No doubt about it. All right, Kimberly Martin, thanks so much for the time. We appreciate the insight. Happy New Year to you. Thanks for waking up early. We'll catch up with you soon. Thanks to you guys. Thanks for having me. See you later. Okay, so yesterday um, is when we found out this news about Dwayne Haskins, mm-hmm. right, being released. And you and I were sitting in the kitchen. I had just come down because I was working the morning show um, on a different uh, network. And I came downstairs and, and I'm like, whoa, are you seeing this? And, you know, both of us kind of had the same reaction. Not completely shocked. Kind of maybe saw it coming. But the timing of it was odd, which Kimberly just pointed out, obviously. Because now you're in a situation where you have to move forward with either Taylor Heineke who was taking an exam, from what I know, was taking an exam at Old Dominion when he was called onto the practice squad for the Washington football team, which is remarkable to me. Or you go with Alex Smith, who just isn't 100%. Okay. Um, And to me, Ron Rivera wants to get this distraction out of the locker room because, let's be honest, that's what Dwayne Haskins has been. He's been a distraction. He has not put the team first. He has not put uh, being a quarterback first. He has not put his job first. And he's a distraction at this point in the season. I know you feel like you shouldn't. We shouldn't pile on Dwayne Haskins at this time. Uh-huh. However, I feel like it is warranted the way that he has conducted himself this year. When you are going to be the face of a franchise, you are going to be a quarterback. I don't care if you're the backup, the third string, whatever it is, kids. You want to be a quarterback in the NFL? You got to grow up in a hurry. There's no options here, and that's just the reality of the situation. And it's unfortunate for Dwayne Haskins. I don't know that he'll ever get another shot. But this is That's, the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, and it'd be kind of wild if he didn't get another shot. And as for Coach Rivera, the position he was put in, I mean, it's the first-year coach trying to build a culture there, trying to build a winning culture. And, oh, by the way, you're on the precipice of maybe getting to the postseason in that first year. All the sacrifice the team around you is making, all the sacrifice the coach himself is making, his life was truly on the line, mm-hmm. fighting chemo, fighting cancer, but he was still doing everything he could and following protocol to be there on the sidelines to coach up this team. You talk about the ultimate sacrifice. You were getting that from Coach Rivera. He's a no-nonsense guy. He's a former linebacker. He is as tough as nails. There is no other way but to straight and narrow and doing it, putting the team first. So for him to have to deal with a quarterback who ain't very good and is also not doing the things in between the lines that he needs to be doing, that's that's not good at all. That's going to be a problem. And so there is going to have to be somebody to be made an example of. But it speaks to in that small window of time that yet still this quarterback in Dwayne Haskins was going to get another opportunity because he was needed. He was needed in that game. They still said, well, there's no Alex Smith. We don't know who Taylor Heineke is. and We can't take this risk. Haskins has to play against the Panthers. He was still given one more opportunity because that's what the NFL is. If you provide value, they'll find a way to make it work. 
That was the last window of opportunity for him to be of value, unfortunately, as a player. And it, it didn't work. And it, it not only did not work, it failed miserably. So there's going to be a, a waiting period. I do think Dwayne Haskins has done the right thing since that awful debacle on Sunday versus the Panthers by owning everything and at least doing his part now. Been doing it's that. way too late, Shay. It is way too late. It's going to come down to is there some wild circumstance where that value all of a sudden comes back where they say, hey, maybe we give this guy a shot. Who knows? I hope it does happen. But I was able to talk to a lot of former players in the league, some white, some of color. And what came up that was interesting to me is the black quarterbacks that I talked to that were no longer in this league were very upset because they said, sometimes we all get lumped together. And we've seen that recently with some coverage on different platforms, even here at ESPN, where we get lumped together because of the behavior of one of us, meaning black quarterbacks. And the stereotype gets amplified. And unfortunately, because Dwayne Haskins was given this opportunity, earned it to a degree, had 14 games in college where he played really good football was brought to his hometown there in Washington, the hometown kid to resurrect an organization. Bad move by Dan Snyder. But because it was given to him so fast and put in a position where he clearly wasn't mature enough to handle it, he gave it all away. And he amplified the stereotype that black quarterbacks aren't capable enough, and that is wrong. Because there are plenty of them out there that are doing a great job, that are thriving, and there's plenty that are going to be ushered into this league very soon in Justin Fields and De'Ara King after he plays one more year of college football, where I hope that Dwayne Haskins hasn't amplified this negative stereotype that is inaccurate, wholly inaccurate, because of his immaturity. This isn't about race. This isn't about anything else other than an immature quarterback, an immature person being put in a position where an immature young man is going to fail. Mm-hmm. And he did fail. And we've seen this story, black or white, all over the place before. This isn't a race issue. This is an immaturity issue. Dwayne Haskins wasn't built for the job. No, I'm with you. And something, and very well said, something went off the rails after Ohio State. Do you know he beat out Joe Burrow at Ohio State to be He's the got starting talent. quarterback? He's got That's talent. why Joe Burrow had to transfer. I mean, that that is... That is who we're dealing with here. But Shay, Just co- remember that. So college football is not the pros. No, it's college not College football is not the pros. It's a different ballgame. Everybody in the league had achieved a great deal in college. You're no different when you get to the NFL. It's a professional league. You've got to approach it as a professional. Dwayne Haskins thought those 14 games at Ohio State would be much the same here, and it was not. No, not at all. All right, let's go A to Z. A to Z is brought to you by Redbox. Redbox has new movies at the box and streaming on demand. Don't miss Honest Thief starring Liam Neeson and Kate Walsh. Visit Redbox.com for all the ways to watch. Okay, Dabble Sweeney defended his decision to rank Ohio State number 11 in his final USA Today coaches poll. Here's Dabo Sweeney on why he did that. I think the world of Ryan Day, uh, you know, they're a wonderful program. We recruit against them because I think we have a lot of similarities in, in how we go about our business. So there's really nothing to it. Uh, no disrespect. I mean, I, people can perceive and take things however they want. But for me, I just don't think it's right. It's not that they're not good enough. I just don't think it's right that three teams have to play 13 games to be the champion and, and one team has to play eight. Uh, you know, so – uh, people have a problem with that. I, I don't really care. Uh, that's just that's it's my poll, uh, and it, it doesn't matter who the person was. It's zero to do with Ohio State. You know, it just it, there's no gamesmanship. It's just I just didn't put anybody in there or consider anyone that didn't play nine games or more. 
<laughs> Gotta love Dabo Sweeney. I mean, it's my poll. Why is everyone all worked up about it? It was my opinion. I couldn't agree more with Dabo Sweeney. Dabo- I think it's completely unfair that Ohio State didn't have to play the same amount of games as, as teams in the SEC and the ACC, but that's not Ohio State's fault. But unfortunately, that's what you're getting. And he's completely fair. That's completely fair for them, him to rank them number 11. Dabo understands the power that he yields. He fully recognizes the place at the table that he has with college football. This was not a shot at Ohio State, not by any stretch of the imagination. This was a shot at somebody, though. It was a shot at the college football playoff committee. Because he's seen week after week how Ohio State was moving up in these polls and being treated in these polls preferentially uh, because of who Ohio State is as a program in their history. To not be playing football and still be placed in the poll where you were and then to see yourself move up at times when you're not playing, it's going to upset a guy like, like, like Dabo Sweeney who has scratched a claw for everything he's ever gotten. His whole mantra is work to get what you get in this life. Earn what you get in this life. So he can't fathom a situation where Ohio State's not playing, but they're up here. Ohio State's playing six games. We're playing 11 games, but they're in the same place we are. No, there feels like there's shortcuts there, and that doesn't sit right with him. So he's always looking for an edge. He's always looking for a slight. He sees this one coming from the college football playoff committee. He is directly firing on the committee, not Ohio State. He respects his opponent. The respect will play out on the field. The game will be played. I think he knows they're an elite team. He just doesn't think they deserve to be where they are because of the amount of games they played. You can't argue with that 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 method. Not even a little bit. Uh, speaking of the college football playoff, Brian Kelly says Notre Dame has absolutely nothing to prove in the college football playoff. Notre Dame, by the way, 0-6 in BCS Bowl and CFP game since 1998. That would be the start of the BCS. Notre Dame has been outscored by 144 points in those games. Nothing to prove, though, says Brian Kelly. No, I mean, we're knocking at the door every year playing really good teams and great opponents, and there's elite football teams. Um, you know, I... I I don't know why this narrative continues to pop up when we're always in the games. No, we haven't won a national championship. That's correct. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not changing the record, <laughs> but uh, we are there every single year and we are grinding it out just like everybody else. Um, and only one team gets to uh, celebrate at the end of the year. <laughs> and uh, we're going to keep banging it and we're going to keep getting back here and uh that's our job, and, and that's our challenge each and every year is to compete for a national championship, and we'll continue to do that. Okay, partially right, partially wrong. You do have something to prove because you're Notre Dame. Look, if Oklahoma was playing in that spot, or maybe it was Texas A&M who has already been beaten by three or four touchdowns by Alabama earlier this year, we wouldn't be having the same argument. We wouldn't be saying, do they have something to prove because it's a different scenario. It just simply is. Pick your poison when it comes to Alabama. Whoever it is, they're likely going to lose. But when it comes to Notre Dame, this independent, and I know my husband's sitting over here looking at me with his head up because he's a Notre Dame grad, um, this independent team that beats their chest on having this storied, traditional program in football, you've got something to prove when you go 0-6 in BCS and CFP games since 1998 and you've been outscored by over 140 points. I think it's time to change the narrative. You want to be the best, you better beat the best, or at least compete with them. And you have not done that in 10, 20, 20 plus years. So yeah, you got something to prove. If you want to claim yourself as an independent in this special, special program, then compete with the likes of Alabama and Clemson. That's the end of it. I I feel you. And you speak for the masses. You you speak for a lot. You speak for Notre Dame fans to a degree when you say that, Shay. Uh, Brian Kelly has nothing to prove to Jack Swarbrick. 
Brian Kelly has nothing to prove to the decision makers that decide if he's the guy for the future at Notre Dame. That's where he's right. He's had four consecutive 10-plus, 10-win seasons. Four consecutive 10-win seasons. That's never been done at Notre Dame, ever. It's crazy when you talk about that tradition. Brian Kelly consistently has his team relevant. They're consistently playing for championships, but they haven't gotten over the threshold. So for that reason, he has nothing to prove to the decision makers. His career is safe there. He's a few wins shy of Newt Rockney as the all-time winning as coach at Notre Dame. He's good. There will be a statue probably built of Brian Kelly on the campus at some point. So nothing to prove there. But to the narrative nationally, when there's so many Notre Dame haters out there, and Keyshawn, who's going to jump on his own show that we are filling in for, uh, hopefully tomorrow, speaks for a lot when he says Notre Dame's going to get blown out. That's what they always do. That's fair, given what happened in 2012, given what happened in 2018, given the 0-6 stat you just threw out there. It's big to quiet the haters. That's where the proof needs to come from. That's where we still have to prove ourselves as a program in terms of football. I say we had never played it down in football as a basketball player. <laughs> uh, but for them to go out here and not only compete, I want to win. You have to beat Alabama. You have to show that all this speed, this championship defense – Ian Book and how he's evolved, that has to translate to not making it a worthwhile game to watch for three quarters, but if you're Notre Dame with the independence, with that NBC contract, and you're exclusive there, and you do things differently, you haven't won a title since 1988. You have to win this game. The pressure is to silence the Keyshawn Johnsons of the world. The brilliant Keyshawn Johnson, who is spot on by saying, we don't have a shot. Because there's been no proof to say otherwise. But if we can silence, if we can do the unthinkable, silence that man right there, Keyshawn Johnson, <laughs> and the rest of them out there, that's what's needed. I'd like to roam this beautiful country, the streets oh, of it, and say, yes, Notre Dame football is deserved of all of Dramatic. it. Beat Bama. Nothing short of it. We'll do. Get this dub. Easier said than done, my friend. The college football playoff is on ESPN and ESPN Radio. Coverage begins on ESPN Radio at 3 p.m. Eastern. The Rose Bowl is presented by Capital One. That's in Arlington, Texas, number one Alabama against number four Notre Dame. And the All-State Sugar Bowl, New Orleans in L.A., number two Clemson against Ohio State. A former MVP who could be done. That's next on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.